Lucha Underground. This will be my new temple. What's going on, family? Happy Thursday, and welcome to another edition of the Faction Quick Hits. It's your man GB, Gerard Bonner, and it's Thursday. You know what that means? That means it's Throwback Thursday, and our Throwback Thursday series is about to continue, but as we always do, thank you to everybody who joins us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, uh, at The Faction Show. I mention this so often simply because we couldn't do what we do without you. So thank you for riding with us. Thank you for hanging out with us. And uh, believe it or not, we've been on this journey now for just about five years, and uh, we've got some really cool things coming for you uh, as a result of that. But one of the reasons uh, why we're doing what we're doing is to commemorate all that we've been doing and to give you even more content. Shout out to everybody who joins us right here via podcast, wherever you're listening to us. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. So as I mentioned, it's Throwback Thursday, and this new concept that we've begun here at The Faction Every Thursday this year, we're going back in time. Now, we give you lots of current stuff, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but on Thursdays, we want to go back because there's so much to revisit. And I decided to start 2021, our Throwback Thursday series, talking about Lucha Underground. Last week, we really got into the origins of the promotion, um, kind of reset things in terms of what was going on in the world when the series taped, when the series aired, uh, pretty amazing things. So as of right now, we're in season two of Lucha Underground, and I want to mention a couple of things to you that I think are so intriguing. Some of it you may have heard before, some may be new. Again, you can always revisit last Thursday's episode to hear more about Lucha Underground. But one of the things that I think really worked for Lucha Underground was that it was handled uh, as though it were episodic television. Now, if you've never been to a television taping, particularly of something that is episodic, it is not far-fetched for multiple episodes to be taped in a given day. Promotions like Ring of Honor, even when fans were attending, would tape once a month and manage to tape three or four episodes at a time. Things like that ended up being really, really good because you ultimately save on travel. Um, You're able to certainly preserve the wrestlers and the like. Um, But certainly Lucha took that to a whole new level with their level of taping. Let me give you an example. Season two of Lucha Underground premiered on January the 27th, 2016, and it ran for 26 episodes in season two, culminating, of course, with Ultima Lucha Dos, whose final episode aired on July the 20th, 2016. So that's six full months of weekly episodic television that was taped from November the 14th through January the 31st. And those tapings took place, you know, over a couple of weekends. So, you know, there were tapings in November, some tapings in December, uh, some tapings even in January. And so pretty amazing to see how they did that. And again, let's just put this in context. The final taping uh, took place on January 31st, 2016, but aired on July the 20th, 2016. So there are kind of some pros and cons in that. 
The pros, of course, is that you have your program already ready. There are no changes that need to be made to it. You can simply deliver it to the network. And uh, of course, when people go to see these athletes, it becomes even more amazing. Uh, the cons, of course, is if something happens to the athlete um, during that period of time, it becomes very difficult to explain. But here's where things get interesting. Unlike what's been going on, of course, at that time with WWE Impact or even, of course, during the Monday Night Wars when you had WWE, WCW and ECW, the thing with Lucha is people were signed exclusively to Lucha. So if you were signed to Lucha Underground, you could not compete any other place. And where that could be problematic for you as a performer is you see here they worked for three months and it was really like one weekend of taping per month so to speak right but pro wrestling is usually an all-year situation so because it's an all-year situation that means these guys really weren't able to supplement their income by working at other organizations or at independent shows after all if you're on an independent show but you're on this nationally televised promotion like lucha underground uh, it really isn't going to work and and the other thing, too, is, you know, they want to protect their stars, much like you don't see too many folks from AEW or WWE wrestling on independent shows for a very simple reason. These major organizations and corporations have to protect their investment. And their investment happens to be the superstar. So pros and cons for that. But I'll tell you this, season two and certainly season three really were super exciting for Lucha Underground and really for the world of pro wrestling. It became very clear by season two that Lucha Underground was that hot new commodity in the world of pro wrestling. Think about this, 2016, you know, certainly in the States, we just began to see the rise of, you know, New Japan here in the States. It just kind of got started there. You, you've got the Young Bucks floating between New Japan and Ring of Honor. Uh, you don't have the elite at this point. You don't have, you know, a lot of the super cool things that you might be looking at. When you're looking at top of 2016, of course, you've got AJ Styles coming from New Japan over to WWE to debut in the Royal Rumble and, and some other unique things happening there. But Lucha had some pretty significant things happening in season two. Now, again, there are names that are in Lucha Underground by season two that end up becoming big names later on in, say, AEW, WWE, NXT. Let me just rattle through some of the names that are a part of season two, and you can see if you'll find them in other promotions now. Folks like Ivelisse, Angelico, Phoenix, as in Ray Phoenix, yeah, they're all in AEW right now. In episode two, Johnny Mundo defeated Killshot. Johnny Mundo, of course, is John Morrison. Killshot is Isaiah Swerve Scott. The Mac defeated PJ Black, of course. PJ Black spent some time in WWE prior to Lucha, uh, then, of course, went over to Ring of Honor and is doing some things there. Willie Mack, now in Impact Wrestling. Prince Puma who was Ricochet, yeah, you know, he's in WWE, Pentagon Jr., of course, in AEW. 
some other names. In season two, you began to see a young lady show up by the name of Cobra Moon. Cobra Moon is known to the world now as Thunder Rosa. Of course, she's the former NWA Women's Champion, spent quite a bit of time in AEW as well. Jack Evans is the partner of Angelico in AEW. Of course, I mentioned Ray Phoenix. Of course, we're familiar with Chavo Guerrero Jr. Cage, who is Brian Cage in AEW. You've got Joey Ryan, who spent some time in Impact as well. Taya Valkyrie shows up in season two of Lucha Underground. Taya, of course, big name in Impact Wrestling. And then by Aztec Warfare 2, we see the debut of Matanza Cueto. Matanza Cueto is the brother of the owner of Lucha Underground, Dario Cueto. We would later know Matanza Cueto as Jeff Cobb, who began to run roughshod, of course, in Ring of Honor, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Mind you, Aztec Warfare 2, he defeated Rey Mysterio at the end of that match to ultimately become the Lucha Underground champion. So yes, Rey Mysterio spent time in Lucha Underground in Season 2. So as you can see, there are a lot of names that we've mentioned in Season 2 that have gone on to uh, really continue to do some other big things in the world of pro wrestling. And the reason that that becomes important to us is this. That is important because as I continue to say, without Lucha Underground, you don't have AEW, you don't have NXT, uh, you don't have just some of the incredible things even we saw in New Japan because all that we've seen happen with Ricochet, of course, as Prince Puma, ends up becoming a major thing in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Let me also say this. There was a really physical style that we saw with Lucha Underground that was uh, special. It combined strong style with Lucha Libre, with ECW, and these deathmatch kinds of scenarios. And so one of the super special things we would see, of course, in Lucha Underground when we start looking at these brutal matches and these wild moves that were happening in terms of just increased physicality is we would see wild twists and turns and all those types of things that would involve folks like Vampiro and Pentagon Jr. and the like. The commentators for Lucha Underground were Matt Stryker and Vampiro, and uh, we actually had an opportunity to interview Matt Stryker during season two of Lucha Underground leading up to Ultima Lucha Dos. I want to share some of what Matt Stryker had to say about Lucha Underground and the like back then as it was airing in 2016. Check this out. I think Lucha Underground was a bunch of people that came together that it's not wrestling. It's not. It's a television show. And they right. approached it as that. Once they approached it as that, every other single concept was different. And that's the difference. NXT's a fantastic show. It's a wrestling show with some talented, great wrestlers. Which mm -hmm. Underground is a television show with some fabulous actors as well as some athletes and, and you know, great wrestlers. So there's the difference, I think. And a terrible play-by-play -play guy. <laughs> you are right. You are hardly terrible. Hardly. But I, I want to ask this. Oh, I wasn't talking about me. 
<laughs> you talking about Vampiro. That's hilarious, man. Shout out to Vampiro. You touched on something that we here at the show have talked about before. In terms of how Lucha is shot, with it being shot in seasons versus a year-round series as the other organizations are doing, how do you think that impacts the well-being and the longevity of the wrestlers uh, versus a lot of the injury things that are happening in other promotions? Absolutely. Absolutely. With, with any sport that is so strenuous on, on the physical, on the human machine, of course time off is beneficial, but there's also uh, a benefit of the time off to, to storylines and character arcs and just mm-hmm. visuals. You know, sometimes if you stack this on too long, you know, your eyes hurt. Sometimes it's nice to, to take that break because then you appreciate things a little more. I mean, I always say it's like a relationship where the guy is always on top of the girl. Where are you going? What are you doing? What are you going to be home? What are you going to do? Eventually, she just wants to take things alone. Right. Then when you guys don't see each other for six months and you run into each other, it's like, oh my God, I didn't realize how much I missed you. That's it. I think space and less smothering is good for anything. I love it. I love it. Courtney, go ahead, man. Here's my final question. I'm always into the psychology of how things work. I grew up as an NWA fan. I was always into who the booker was, and I was a WCW (laughs) guy, WWF, which later came WWE. But Mark Burnett involved in the sport of professional wrestling. Uh, How is he to work with? Can you see something in the future? Could he be a rival for Vince? Can he build something epic? What do you think is happening with him? Because this is odd. He's had a lot of success, but this is new. Yeah, as far as the the, as rivaling Vince thing, I I don't think that's that's a mindset. Uh, I don't think you know in good business competition creates cash. There, (laughs) I wrote a book about that. So you don't want to crush, and you don't want to you know you just want to. Just be present. I don't think that's their idea. I don't think they want to go into that road. As far as uh, Mr. Burnett goes, uh, just, just his awareness and creativity, it goes beyond wrestling. If you look at Booker's brother, all of them were wrestling people, brother. Right. on it, brother. You know what I mean? And the criticism on the flip side is when WWE brings in a Hollywood writer to quote-unquote book brother, then people go, well, he doesn't not a wrestling person. You mean just someone that is creative? And isn't involved in the political stuff. Well, I'm going to make my guy the champion. Well, he should be. What do you mean? No, this guy is good for business and people want to buy his t-shirt. He's the champion. That's it. Wow. But I don't think that's Mr. really has a hand in a lot of that in-ring stuff. I don't think Mr. Burnett is, is involved in the in-ring stuff. It's the presentation that's most important. Yeah, that's awesome. Blue Underground. This will be my no tempo. So I got to admit, it's kind of fun going back and revisiting uh, interviews like that with Matt Stryker uh, to hear his thoughts on Lucha Underground. Again, that was taped during season two of Lucha Underground right before Ultima Lucha Dose. So what we're going to do is we're going to leave you with that. Next week, we're going to continue our conversation about Lucha Underground, which has been an amazing promotion. We may even share some more snippets from that interview because Matt Stryker shared some really impressive and powerful points that add great perspective in terms of a lot of different things connected to Lucha Underground. So stay tuned. Next week, we'll continue our Throwback Thursday series on Lucha Underground. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. So let 
let us know by way of social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. Share this with one of your fellow wrestling fans who loves the sport and loves great conversation. That's what we bring to you, of course, here on The Faction. All right, remember, tomorrow we'll be talking Wednesday Night War. We'll get you ready for SmackDown and all other current and pressing news going on. But until then, it's your man GB Gerard Bonner representing for my good brothers Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray, collectively we're known as The Faction. Salute, my-